Turns out he's a major cinephile. They don't watch enough movies! It's a very simple formula! And here we go. It's time, loyal listener, for Nick Nack Goes Back to the Superhero Genre on Nick Nack Goes to the Movies. Now, I wish it was under better circumstances. Moon Knight has only just begun Disney+, Plus, and it looks great so far. The DCU is all over the place for many reasons. Obviously, the Ezra Miller thing. We don't even have a trailer yet for Thor Love and Thunder. At least we have the new Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch movie to look forward to. But before we get to those, we have the latest of these Sony Marvel things. Maybe everything is connected somehow to the MCU. Obviously, I want the Netflix things to all be canon. Yes, even Iron Fist can be along for the ride. Even if I care way more for the other four main heroes. Yes, I'm counting John Bernthal's Punisher in that group. But this kind of lives more into the universe with Tom Hardy's Venom, among other maybe characters. So yeah, let's talk about Morbius. You've probably heard the pretty negative reviews across the board. And while I may not be giving this my first ever five-star ranking on Letterboxd, it may not be the most positive review I have done on here. But let's find out if this vampire movie truly sucks, or if by some miracle it flies higher than expected. So the lead role is played by Jared Leto. You all know that. I really have to think about when I have seen him in anything that's really ever jumped out at me. I still haven't seen the newer Blade Runner, I know I'm super late on that, so I can't speak to that. And while I did not hate his Joker, <laughs> it's not it's not perfect, but I don't hate it. I feel we will never really truly get to see what the role was like in either the David Ayer cut of The Suicide Squad or the remaining TBD entries of Justice League that will probably, I fear, never see the light of day. So for me, he's not a draw, at least. I would say the same thing about Matt Smith, but I know he has a strong role in Doctor Who. I just haven't seen anything in that world outside of Torchwood, mostly for John Barrowman and, of course, Byrne Gorman. But he will be also in the Game of Thrones spinoff, which I will for sure be watching. And I'm going to watch that Lord of the Rings thing, too. They're coming out around the same time, so I'm very excited for the high fantasy genre to come back swinging hopefully uh and apparently he's also one of those weird movies i've always wanted to see pride and prejudice and zombies i'm sure it's a masterpiece like abraham lincoln vampire hunter i don't think tyrese gibson from fast and furious fame added a whole lot to the movie at least his counterpart al madrigal from the daily show has some actually funny lines from time to time i think one of the main things i was disappointed in was the lack of Jared Harris, an actor many of you may only be marginally familiar with, but he was one of the stronger parts of the highly underrated movie, question me all you want, but I, I'm going to stand by it, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Uh, obviously, Mad Men, The Expanse, The Terror, all the, the kick-in AMC shows from the later era of things. Not that Mad Men's that old, but still. And the Sherlock Holmes movies, allegedly he'll be in the third one. One of those things that I've heard countless times that we're going to have Robert Dow Jr. and Jude Law back for this thing. I think Rachel McAdams is in those too. I hope that's coming at some point. 
I like the Sherlock show. Oh, Sherlock movies are, are still good. They're not as good, but still pretty good. You can't beat Baronet Cumberbatch and, and Martin Freeman and many more. But excited for both Sherlock things. But yeah, Jared Harris was barely in this movie, and that's a shame with how good of an actor he is. Yeah, lastly, Michael Keaton does show up on screen. Spoiler alert. No, not in the runtime of the movie itself. But a few post-credit scenes. This will be a huge issue that I will talk about at the end. But let's start talking about this story, where it begins, at the beginning. To kick things off, we have some interesting things about a few kids with a shared blood illness, with some super heavy-handed bullying that, while possible, seems aggressively over the top. Kind of like the opening scene in It Part 2. Like, I know those things happen, but it just always comes off as a little forced and unbelievable when it's used in a movie. The foreshadowing scenes of Michael Morbius being a genius and saving his friend Milo is a nice touch to build that up. So the intro isn't bad. It's not amazing either. I do like the whole part where he, like, it starts in the middle and he hunts bats down, these special bats that are really good at eating people or whatever, but... It's kind of one of those start in the middle, then get to the beginning things. Milo doesn't get a ton of development or rhyme or reason as to who he currently is or who, what he becomes. I do enjoy his more uh, exciting personality, not only when he is an adult trying to get the cure and start his own life. Even when he's cured, his personality shines through. He is fun, and honestly, this movie is fun when he is able to let loose uh, even his motivations for becoming Neo Vampire don't always make sense. Um, but I will say that dance scene he's in, the wrong kind of devastating, and it's so bad and cheesy, and I love it. It's not as good as the Spider-Man 3 one. Still good, just not as good. Um, I don't think it will live on in infamy like that one. <laughs> but um, I'm going to TikTok both of those probably at some point. But back to the character at hand. They try to set up that he has anger problems, but with him being bullied, they don't really make him out to be a troubled soul. They just want him to be evil for the sake of the movie, and it just happens for the sake of happening and plot progression. There are times where Jared Leto's Morbius seems to matter and have a care in the plot and world. The hospital child scenes were nice, and him talking to adult but still sick Milo, also nice, but... For most of the movie, I barely care about Jared Leto, and I don't think he really adds anything to the role majority of the time. The base blocks of the plot make sense. Guy has blood disease, tries to sci-fi his way into making a cure, career out of it, in fact. His whole deal is making a blood alternative sustainable, and eventually his mad science makes blood things into, you guessed it, vampire people. And I have seen a bunch of vampire movies in my time, especially recently enough. Some comedies, some action-based. There was that plain one on Netflix, of course what we do in the shadows on FX, and some more cheesy ones like Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire on Disney+, and The Lost Boys on Netflix. So with all of that, somehow this hybrid superhero vampire movie doesn't hit the same vibes. Even the original Blade trilogy or the show with Sticky Fingers had more going on and a more successful combination of the two genres i know those aren't perfect either but they get the job done for me way more than this did so yeah this was disappointing we do have of course marash or ali coming 
to be Blade and bring him into the MCU, that will hopefully get our fix of vampire things. I will not lie that having some existence of Michael Keaton as Vulture, while it made no sense, was something drawing me to Morbius. Don't get fooled. It doesn't matter at all to this movie. And his existence makes no sense with the rules established in the latest Spider-Man movie. And sending Keaton to the worst version of this Marvel Universe makes no sense as well. He had connections to Tom Holland, and his origins are based on Avengers things. Hate, hate, hate this. Don't ruin good characters and have reasons to do this for Sony Marvel people, which kind of blows at this point. Sorry, I am mostly not thrilled with this movie and the eventual outcome of having Keaton in a jail, seeing the No Way Home, Purple Sky, and then he just is in the wrong universe, like the reverse of Tom Hardy stuff at the end of that movie, which bummed me out too, because I would have loved to have Tom Hardy move on over, but Sony won't let stuff go. And while I wanted to save this till the end of the episode, it doesn't make sense for Vulture to team up with Morbius. He was a villain by circumstance only. He wanted to help his family. Yeah, he turns to crime, but he was easily one of the better MCU villains of all time. He wouldn't just be evil for no reason, which is kind of what Morbius feels like. His character arc only moderately is believable to me. To the movie now, the important part is out of the way. Now, we can talk about the rest of the non Myoki and things, I guess. So he becomes a vampire with bat testing, and yeah, he keeps bats like Batman and Batman Begins, and Morbius uses them similarly enough as a distraction, weirdly as a method of execution. I don't think Batman ever did that, but there are some similar set-piece moments in this movie that exist in that one too. They're just worse here. He becomes a vampire person and gets some cool enough powers, but most of the special effects are just not fun or good-looking. The bat powers... Makes sense, although Morbius uh, learning to fly, kind of dumb. The whole world getting fuzzy when he's in his like sense mode does not look amazing. So the big thing, of course, is battle to drink blood, which, you know, vampire things do all the time. And watching Morbius hunt as a vampire is fun to watch. We don't get a lot of it. There is at least in the beginning on the ship that he gets his vampire powers. Also, it should be mentioned, he gets these powers by making signs instead of just getting bit by bats or something like that. Yeah, the federal agents are running around doing law things. Not that it ever is at all interesting of an angle outside of the occasional Al Madrigal joke. Like, you knew Matt Smith was going to become a vampire person too. And he is fun in the role. The setup has been shown before. Oh, the cure is too dangerous. I think that was exactly uh, shown in the worst of the Spider-Man movies, Amazing Spider-Man 2. The Goblin and Electro are both horrid in those. Thankfully, Jamie Foxx was done much better in the eventual end and film of No Way Home. But if you get past this as well as... But if you get past that as well as the villain and hero are mirror copies of themselves, yes, this happens in MCU movies too, like a bunch, but it feels like it's for the most part done better in those. Matt Smith is fun as a violent and hungry villain who dances around and has gleeful fun. Kind of like uh, Carnage and Woody Harrelson, the second Venom movie, but while this is fun, the trajectory spiraling downward doesn't make sense for this character at all. The same problems I had at times with the Uncharted characters, but those were decent enough as the movie was too. Here I didn't even have source material to go off of 
that I, you know, could have chose to read or watch. And even with no expectations of what was happening, I was still disappointed with, you know, nothing going into this. So unfortunately, Milo becomes unredeemable, attacking the barely used Jared Harris and immediately going after the romantic lead played by Idria Arona. I haven't really brought her up, and honestly, it's because she doesn't have a whole lot to do, and it's not her fault. I think the role kind of sucks. There is probably like negative chemistry between her and Jared Leto. It doesn't exist, and she feels at times more like an end goal for him and a means to an end instead of a developed character. She feels fully like a one-dimensional romantic lead who does what she does because reasons. When she dies, it doesn't hit hard. You know, they pair these back to back, and yeah, that made Morbius uh, drink her up, his first conscious time feeding on a person and I wish they had gone all out making Morbius lose everything and having him have to kill his last friend and link to his past and kind of start on his villainous thing I kind of would have been about that the fight though was all over the place not the best uh they had Morbius kill off his best friend soon enough after and they also have his romantic lead come back to life and somehow be a vampire sharing blood and not with the shot, so more rules are just all over the place and nothing makes sense. The end, I feel like, has him being a villain and somehow this gets muddled with the idea of him being a good guy. Tonally, I came out of this confused. I like some parts of this movie, mostly the dancing Matt Smith part, but as a wholesome, it just wasn't for me and I don't think it would be for a lot of people. I'm nervous this will become a larger part of some version of Spider-Man and some interconnectivity of the mcu sony hybrid thing and i will have to care about all of this unlike the last matrix which i'm just going to ignore and say there's only three so yeah morbius cheese implied this kind of sucks get it vampires sucking blood uh, so on to my letterbox rating i have this or i had this at a 2.5 stars to start immediately after maybe i want it to be better Maybe I just needed some time to be more honest and get a step back from it. So what did I actually put this at? It's a two stars out of five. So not great. I think you could watch it, but I don't think you would choose to watch it kind of deal. Like I would rather watch all three Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, including the not good three one, because it's a complete story. And I feel like at least I get things to a degree this it's all over the place. Matt Smith dancing fun. Al Madrigal jokes fun. I like Jared Harris, but you can watch him in everything else he's in, and it's more screen time better, and Jared Leto's just not the draw for me. But that being said, if they ever make an air cut of Suicide Squad, I'll watch it for sure. So that was the episode, unfortunately, not the highest rating for Morbius. Yeah, it did kind of suck. Am I annoyed with what they are trying to do with Michael Keegan and taking him out of the MCU and putting him into the Sony Spider-Verse thing? Yeah, not happy at all, because he doesn't deserve to be there, and he should be in the better Marvel Universe. I think Tom Hardy's Venom could thrive in the MCU, and sad that that seemingly is not the way they're going. I, you know, I would love to see it, but this vampire guy can kick rocks, as far as I'm concerned. That thing sucks. It's not watchable. It's just not what I would want to watch. Um, you know, I don't really want this world to be in any other Marvel projects, so... We'll see what it is, ending on a downer note, but we do get a Fantastic Beast coming up soon, so I'm um, cautiously optimistic for that. So that's all I got for you today, and you know, if you for some reason have different opinions on Morbius, I'd love to hear them. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, every social platform, at knickknack underscore IC or knickknackmovies. So as always, cheers 
And until next time, cinephiles. Are you not entertained? I think this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I don't like goodbyes. Let's just call this see you later, alligator.